0: To give, show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. Come K KFA. Ladies and gentlemen, heels and faces, casual wrestling fans, and all you smart marks, I am KFA BJ, and this is KFABav, Bab, and we're bringing to you the SmackDown wrap up. Now let's get straight straight into this. SmackDown starts off with Jey Uso, who now they're calling main event Jey Uso, and honestly, that is a well-deserved uh, moniker because. Jey Uso's probably been having the best run of his entire career, having just standout matches back to back, week after week, his storyline, you know, being merged with Roman Reigns has probably been the best uh, thing for him, especially since his brother has been out with injury, so... This is the first SmackDown coming off of Survivor Series. Go check out our Survivor Series review. Um on all podcast streaming services, as well as the visual version on YouTube, all at K Avenue. Go check that out. Um But this is the fallout from Survivor series and when we when we close the show on Survivor series, Roman Reigns has sent Jey Uso away, having lo- lost the, the Survivor Series five-man elimination match, Jey Uso being the Sosa, you know, the last person, not the Soul survivor because Team SmackDown ended up losing. When Roman saw the news of that, he pretty much vanished uh, Jey Uso, told him take him and his brother, they could get out the arena. They don't, you know, he doesn't associate with losers, but by the end of the night, Jey Uso came in, you know, helped Roman, win the champion versus champion match against Drew McIntyre. So, you know, big, big reason why Roman came out. And it seemed like at the end, Roman had accepted what Jey Uso had done. So we come into this SmackDown with Jey Uso opening the show. And he, you know, he's coming out, cutting a promo and pretty much is talking about how you know his cousin is the head of the table, and he beat drew McIntyre, and that even though his team he's his team lost that he understands what Roman means now, and um you know he's gonna pretty much go get them and put the fear into into everyone so roman Roman ends up you know interrupted him and he's like after your survivor series match I told you to leave but you didn't did I tell you I needed help with Drew McIntyre no I didn't let me ask you this why do you think you and, your, and you and my team Team SmackDown lost at survivor series they wouldn't listen now why do you think they wouldn't listen they wouldn't listen because they don't fear you they don't fear you because they don't respect you and like i said before if they don't respect you they don't respect us and if they don't respect us then who are we who are we if i'm not the head of the table then you must think i'm some wannabe bitch in the locker room begging for thanksgiving leftovers is that who i am if that's who i am then who are you how does our entire family look at you you look at me like I'm some bitch in the locker room begging for leftovers. Is that who I am to you? Is that how you feel about me? Because that's how you making me feel through your failures, and I don't like the way you making me feel. Then Roman ends up dropping the mic, you know, leaves the ring, but you know, staring down Jay, he ends up leaving up the ramp, and you know, Jay Uso takes his t- start, you know, takes his time leaving. Because honestly, I'd be frustrated too. You end up thinking you did something good for your cousin. You know, the head of the family. You helped them. Re- you know, not retain. It wasn't the title for title, but get that. No, you know, notoriety as being the top champion of the of the company. So, you know, you 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 come into SmackDown thinking Jey Uso has a new lease in this situation with Roman Reigns, but Roman being the the, the awesome badass. He, he he is now, he's like, no, I didn't tell you, you were here, so it's, it's so fitting, I really love this this promo, I love the direction that they took it as far as Roman Reigns, you know, not it holiest episode thing, you know, Jey Uso, at the end of the day, Jay is in service to the tribal chief, so if he doesn't tell you to move, you should move, you know what? So, Jay J- Uso ends up, you know, being frustrated um, about the Roman situation, and Otis uh, is up next with King Corbin, but as Otis is getting down the rap, Jay Uso ends up attacking him with a steel chair, hitting him over, over the back, and then he starts beating him up. He hit him about five times with the chair, and then he, t- you know, tosses the chair aside, and says like you want to get that money. Here's your damn money. Then he uses a chair to to hit Otis about two more times. Then the ref comes on like Shields Otis, and then we had to like you know commercial break. So great opener. I really like I don't I don't know how I feel about Otis being the you know the scapegoat for Jay Uso and being the the guy who t- gets the, the, the frustration taken out of. You know, Otis, I really like Otis he was a good part of the Survivor Series match, although they, you know, got swept. Otis had a got a lot of hilarious parts. And I just hope in breaking up heavy machinery, they don't let Otis fall to the wayside. You know, big potential, you know, the people like him. He's a big guy who could do decent things and You know, he's well-rounded. I'm pretty sure he could do the serious gimmick, you know, the monster destruction role. But he's a really likable, funny guy. So I hope this is just not him getting buried. But nonetheless, that match of Corbin versus Otis ends up getting scrapped because of Jey Uso's attack. So I, I do appreciate that they continuously give Jey Uso, you know, more build and more stock As far as, you know, being someone who you think might actually win against all these stars like Daniel Bryan and, you know, others like that. So while I do appreciate the build, I just hope it's not at the expense of of Otis. So next up, we got a pre-match promo with Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode on the Street Profits and God Honest Truth in the Survivor series. Um, review. We kind of touched on the fact that we wanted more New Day versus Street Profits. Be- being as those they're the tag team champions on separate brands, respectively, we know it won't happen. So we was thinking about who would be next up. SmackDown doesn't have a lot of tag teams, and who was my first mention? Of course, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. And I didn't mention them in a way that was like, oh, yeah, we could do that. No. It's fucking Dolph Ziggler and Robert. Rude. Like, first of all, Robert's a great guy. Hasn't had his fair shot at being a legitimate star on the main roster. They they did wonders with him at NXT. But you pair him with, with Jobber Ziggler, with Billy Michaels. You pair him with Sean Gunn. You pair him with a guy who can't even be himself. He's a character of wrestlers. Like, it's never gonna go nowhere. Even if they do win a, a championship, hopefully not. You're just gonna be somebody in the, at the end of the day that the new the, the street profits, excuse me. The street profits just gonna run through. We automatically expect you guys to lose. And even if you win, it's not something we want. These guys are, 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 are very much better off being split off. Like, I want better things for Bobby Roode. Honestly, at this point, 10, 15 years later, 10, almost probably 15 years later, I lost believability in Dolph because Dolph is comfortable. He His contract was up. He could have went, you know, to another company, even if it wasn't You know, AEW, he could have went to another company. He could have, you know, actually tried to take whatever stardom he made in WWE and be a bigger star. Maybe come back to WWE and be respected and put on a championship level. But no, he opted for the money. He opted for the comfortability that WWE offers these guys like Dolph Ziggler, who in their own right, Dolph Ziggler is amazing. Dolph is one of the best sellers. I always give him credit. Dolph is one of the best sellers in wrestling right now. And, you know, I probably joke about the fact that he looks like a character of Shawn Michaels and and Billy Gunn. But at the end of the day, he actually does sell on the level of Shawn Michaels. He's athletically gifted on the level of Shawn Michaels. But the game him this bullshit Dolph Ziggler gimmick, you know, even when Dolph made it work. They dropped the ball because he got injured. Never really gave him a shine, and just stuck him in this jobber role. I do not want to see him, you know, rub off on Robert Roode, and Robert becomes a jobber. Robert's been around for a a while. You know, had a long TNA stint, and it's it's about time that he gets recognized on a on a big global level like WWE. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see Street Profits and Robert Roode, but nonetheless, it's the pre-match promo. We have Street Profits versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. A pretty decent match, but like I said, I I'm just tired of it. Every time the tag team really doesn't have a good rivalry, they just go to Dolph Ziggler and whoever's his tag team partner of the moment, and and that's what annoys me the most. Dolph Ziggler and uh. Dolph Ziggler pulls off the win um, by rolling up. Rue rolls up, Montes for from behind, and Dolph Ziggler and him get the win. Um, so, you know, they're even stretching this. This is becoming a feud. We're going to see this over a couple weeks, but I saw this coming last Sunday. I saw it coming for the simple fact they have no legitimate teams built up on SmackDown. Outside of Cesaro and, Sh- and Shisuke Nakamura, who started to really gel, they have no one. And guess what? Once they started gelling and actually probably hitting their shard, they lost to the New Day on the first night back. So, I don't know. They just need, some, need, need to build up more tag teams. Stop depending on Dolph Ziggler. If you're not going to do something legitimate with him, like... Don't use him, like, at this point. Put him in a different role, you know. But giving him this amount of screen time, week in, week out, and we just know he never goes anywhere. Even these, these tag team runs. How many tag team runs has he had? And they were, like, not even meaningful runs. They could do better with Dolph Ziggler. But nonetheless, you know, they got the sneak win with the roll-up. Uh, leaving uh Montez Ford stunned, so obviously we're going to see more of that. Match-wise, it was probably a, a seven, seven and a half. You know, not too much going on. Just a standard match and just something that just furthers the story. So next up, we got backstage with... Caleb Braxton and Daniel Bryan, and they show a, a, you know brief video of the, his interaction last week with Sami Zayn, where uh, Sami you know mouthing off, and Daniel Bryan is up pushing him down on the ground. So pretty much, um, we get Sami Zayn, we get Sami Zayn uh, pretty much having an upcoming match, and Bryan's like telling him that he's delusional and paranoid. And reminds him that he wants the Intercontinental Championship defended frequently. And Daniel says that Sammy isn't right. Not everyone is coming for him. Daniel's just coming for his Intercontinental Championship. And after he beat Sammy tonight, he'll be one step closer. And we head to a commercial break. So, after the break, we come back. Backstage with uh, Kayla again. With Ray, Dominic, Aaliyah, and Murphy. And... They pretty much cut in a promo about everything that's happened with Seth and the conclusion of that rivalry and how they feel. And honestly, the best part of this promo to me was Baron Corbin interrupting and pretty much saying everything I feel like the viewers probably were thinking. So you're just going to accept him you know, Buddy Murphy with your daughter after all that's happened because he beat Seth Rollins or helped you beat Seth Rollins. Right. And then, you know, he told Dominic, which was hilarious to me, what was the best thing you've done in in your career? What, just be born? (laughs) You know, they kind of riding the coattails of Ray's uh, career and, and status as a legend. So it it made that made me laugh. Corbin could be so upfront and, and such a jerk sometimes, and use right. Corbin can be good, but I I just hate his his gimmick, his look, the way they use him. But Corbin actually has that person personality sometimes that is like you can really enjoy him being a jerk. But before we uh, continue continue on to the rest of the show. Um, let's take a quick break for our, our sponsors, the people who keep the lights on, keep this train going for KFA Avenue. And we'll be right back after these messages. And we're back and SmackDown is back with yet another video package for farewell to the Undertaker. And I'm like, dude, didn't we say farewell to him Sunday? Didn't we say well farewell to him Monday? Like, dude, how, how many times are we going to say for Wilson Undertaker? Like, you you technically retired at WrestleMania a few years ago, leaving your gloves and stuff. Then you, like, retire at WrestleMania with your last match. Then you retire again with the Last Ride documentary. Now you retire again at Survivor Series. And we've been retiring, guys, all fucking week. Enough. The video package is cool. You probably got, you You know, these guys probably had to pay for rights for the music. And they're like, you know what? We we paid this. We're, we're going to get our money's worth. We're going to celebrate The Undertaker all week. It's such good shit. Typical fucking Vince. We get it. He's a legend. I love The Undertaker. But I don't want to be reminded that we got to say farewell to him every fucking episode. Next up, we got Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn, which easily to me was my favorite match of the night. Really, really enjoyed this one. Um, you know, it wasn't the typical Sami Zayn trying to sn- sneak his way for victory the entire match, you know, <laughs> but he actually wrestled Daniel Bryan with, you know, these two guys, their styles mesh really well. They've obviously had, history in the past, um, running through the indies. So this match was really good top to bottom, Um, easily my favorite match, but Sami Zayn does pull off the win with a funny uh, sneak way of winning, which was pretty much luring Daniel Bryan to the back and then running out before the 10 count and getting his glorious victory because, of course, who else beats people in ten seconds? And that's how Sami Zayn spins it. <laughs> After he wins the match, we find out that while they ran backstage, Jay Uso actually attacked Daniel Bryan and he was beating the stuffing out of him. Beating the Thanksgiving stuffing, beating the leftovers out of Daniel Bryan. Um, you know, KO had a had an intervene. He kind of um you know, runs off Jay Uso. He was beating the stuff out him. I, I can't I can't emphasize that enough. So we end up seeing Kevin Owens run up to, to J Uso and Roman Reigns. You know, after the backstage attack, we went to commercial. So back from commercial, we see Kevin Owens press Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. And pretty much says um, that he's tired of their family drama interfering with the show. And he wants it to stop. Uh, KO walks off. Reigns then tells Jay that Roman wants his sons to look at him with pride. And Kevin Owens doesn't look at Roman with fear. Fix that. He orders Uso. And we go to the ring. Where we have Bianca Belair versus Natalia. Now, um, I don't have too much to say about this match. Um, I didn't, you know, I was kind of distracted through this, but Bianca Belair is the winner and God on truth. It it just makes sense because Bianca has like been booked super amazingly strong. I'm just sad that she her win comes at the expense of Natty, Natalia. I'm go always gonna root for you. You're a veteran. I feel like WWE uses her horribly. Um, they need to really re- rethink the way they use the She, we get she's a veteran and she could help the younger talent and the younger women stars to you know elevate their game. But also give her that credit, let her get that killer run. She's never really had that killer championship run that you could compare to a Becky Lynch or a Charlotte Flair, you know. And and we need that from Natty. She has history. But nonetheless, Bianca Belair. So during the match though, Bailey ends up coming out. And and you know, she's targeting Bianca Belair, kind of mentioning the fact don't get counted out again, alluding to her getting counted out and losing for T SmackDown. At the Survivor series, so we're gonna definitely see more of that feud continue over the weeks, which I actually can't wait for. So we're gonna see uh more of Bianca Belair versus Bailey coming up in you know in a couple weeks, which is great because Bianca Belair needs someone who's gonna bring the best out of her and have that really good rivalry to really get her on that path to being who she is. Honestly, I think Bianca Belair is going to be champion come Mania or, you know, by the end of the year, uh, next year, she's definitely, she'll definitely have a women's championship under her belt. You know, she's athletically gifted top to bottom, you know, very creative, very talented, you know, makes her own clothes and, you know, she's just a total package. So definitely see that. And who better than Bailey to jumpstart, you know her career really on SmackDown. She's still fresh. The first major thing she's done on SmackDown or, you know, on the main roster in general is this, you know, being in the Survivor Series and now really having a rivalry of her own. I wouldn't really count the Zelina Vega stuff because that was just an added bonus to the Street Profits situation. So, we'll actually get a good full-blown rivalry for Bianca Belair finally, so... That's what's up. We'll We'll move on from that. We have Paul Heyman backstage with Adam Pierce. And they're just talking backstage. We don't know what's going on. Then we have Murphy versus King Corbin. Um, you know, typical match between Corbin and Murphy. You know, Corbin is actually a really good worker. He doesn't get enough credit for his entering. Because his gimmick just sucks so bad. But let's sum up the ending of this. So Corbin's foot on the rope. But ref counts. Dominic throws Corbin's leg off the bottom so the rope. Ref doesn't see it. And Murphy picks up the win. So, right. Dominic ends up helping Murphy pull off the win. When um Corbin, in the middle of a count, tries to put his foot on the rope. I don't know how I feel. I, I, you know, Corbin hit the nail on the head for me in that promo earlier in the night. How is it that you guys can just support him wholeheartedly at this point, just because of one matchup or or two matches matchups that he helped you win, or whatever the case may be? I, me being Hispanic myself, I know that a a, a Hispanic family. They're not gonna forgive you for shit like that. It's a knife for an eye, and you took Rey Mysterio's eye out, supposedly. So it it's just not believable in that way. But um, you know, Murphy pulls off the win, so that's a good look. You know, I I I really love Murphy in the ring, and I hope I hope they don't just keep him with this Mysterio family stable thing if. He's going to still revolve around the Mysterios. At least just branch off and do your own thing with Aaliyah. And have her be your manager or something like that. But they need to really drift him away from having to be grouped with people. You know, to have a storyline. You know, teaming with Seth on on Raw, you know, got him in the spotlight. Because, you know, last year SmackDown was actually going out their way. To build Murphy, and I feel like SmackDown uh, Raw, once Mur- you know, Raw always does that. Raw sees SmackDown build people up, and once they feel like, oh, hey, look, they're gaining popularity, let's steal them for Raw come draft time, and you know, that's exactly what happened. So, I just want to see more from Murphy, and hopefully, he drifts, he also allows himself, or allow they allow him. Because, you know, they don't make their own decisions. But they allow Murphy to just drift off into a storyline without mysterious involvement. After the match, Corbin gets on the mic and he's frustrated, claiming this was a four-on-one. He demands a rematch with Murphy next week and promises to be prepared for all of them. Cole informs us that Anna Pierce made a match between Kevin Owens and Jey Uso. So that was the big... A uh, conversation promo that we couldn't hear. They're, we're just seen speaking. So obviously, that set up the match for later on tonight. Well, later on in the night. We go backstage with Sami Zayn, Big E, Paula Cruz, and Kayla Braxton. And I like this. Sami Zayn is, you know, talking his shit. Being annoying Sami Zayn that he is. And Big E pretty much stops Cruz from going off on him and belittles Sami Zayn himself, angering him. And it looks like we're finally going to get Big E into a title picture. And, like, he deserves it. I've been dying for this solo run. And if they're not going to let him drift completely from the New Day, at least keep him in his solo rivalries. Once they stole Sheamus from him, he's been really all month just being the, the, the folly for street profits. You know, building up their rivalry with New Day for their matches at Survivor Series. So, he really didn't have much to do all month after having a killer series of matches with Sheamus. So, hopefully he gets that momentum back and he wins that in of Champion. Championship. Sami Zayn did hit him with a stinger, though, saying like, "I, you know, have the Intercontinental Championship. You're jealous. When was the last time you held the championship? That was years and years and years and years ago in a mediocre, unremarkable run. While I'm in the middle of the greatest (laughs) Intercontinental Championship reign, Uh, a little bit exaggerated on Sami Zayn's part, but. Kind of hit the nail on the head. Now it's time for Big E to step up, and it's time for Big E to step up to a title. So hopefully we got that. Next up we got Billy Kay. She shows up, sitting in between uh, Michael Cole and Corey Graves, hands out her eight x ten headshot, and says, you know, she pretty much could join the commentary team, and that her her one of her biggest specialties is the ability to talk. So, funny stuff. I like what they're doing with her as far as character-wise. We need to get some matches out of her, though. And when we do, it needs to be taken serious. So, well, she's a comedic character, so obviously not too serious, but serious in the ring as far as the matches are good, and she's just not a squash match every time she's in the ring. Next up, we got Carmella cutting the promo. About her attacking Sasha Banks all these weeks. Then Sasha Banks shows up. Whoops her ass. And pretty much. Sets up that match. uh, For a future show. Then we get the main event. Jey Uso versus Kevin Owens. This was. Pretty much the only other real contender for match of the night. But I really did enjoy the Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. So I'll put that above but. This was a great match, you know. Jay Uso on fire, on fire, on fire, but he ends up getting himself disqualified when uh, he grabs a steel chair and is smacking Owens in the back with it. So trying to instill that fear, but I loved what happened after Kevin Owens ends up. Nailing uh Jay Uso w- with a steel chair really started whooping his ass, and just the whole way they shot this this ending of of SmackDown with Kevin talking directly into the camera, and we we it, they show us a shot of Roman in the backstage watching what's happening to his cousin on on the TV, and we get that shot the entire time. Roman's reactions and and you know, not talking at all but you know he's going crazy and and he's showing his frustration and Kevin Owens just whooping his ass, throwing him everywhere hitting him repeatedly with the steel chair stunner and directly taunting Roman Reigns this is what I think about your family bang, this is what I think about you being the, the head of the table bang, another steel, steel chair shot Sits down at the announcement booth. Come on, Roman. Come out here. I'm not scared of you. This is how you book Kevin Owens. This is what I've been waiting for. I'm so glad he's back on SmackDown now. Do I see him beating Roman Reigns for the championship? No, I don't. But who else right now needs that needs the elevation that can handle their own on the mic when you you're sparring with Paul Heyman? Or God-level Roman Reigns mic work. You have Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens is all-around athlete and very gifted in the ring. So, this can be a classic um, rivalry right here. So, I love the way they shot it. Overall, I enjoyed the show, SmackDown. It was really great. Go out your way to see, you know, this part. Uh, The the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns storyline has been just fantastic um, these past couple of weeks. Really, really enjoying the full transition to, um, you know, badass heel Roman Reigns. And like I said, his promo work has become God level. It's a damn shame they waited so long to let him do him. You know, they, they try to carbon copy John Cena and it wasn't working so super glad this turned around and in short Roman Reigns Kevin Owens has got the attention of Roman so definitely looking forward to next week's Smackdown this was a great show overall I'll give it like 8 8.5 um I, I love the growth of Jey Uso I love the the Tribal Chief storyline I really like the fact that Big E looks like he's leaning towards an intercontinental title shot with Sami Zayn. Um, You know, don't really like too much that the Street Profits have to go against Ziggler and Robert Roode in a rivalry for the title soon. But, you know, not everything can be perfect. And that's why this wasn't an eight, this was an eight instead of a ten. And you know I can do this all day, but that was the SmackDown wrap up. You can find me at Kayfabe Avenue on IG, Kayfabe Avenue on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube to watch the the visual versions of all our podcasts. You could check us out on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, um, and wherever podcast streaming services are provided and if you love the podcast, if you like the podcast please do us a favor, click that link on the Anchor support, click that support link on the podcast uh, for Apple and subscribe donate what you can, keep the lights on, help this train keep moving this has been k uh AJ, this was the Smackdown wrap up and this was k Avenue Austin, take us home. And that's the bottom line. Why? Because all Stone Cold said so. Thank you very much, you son of a bitch.